What Do You Think? The podcast where we chat about the Bible from Genesis to Revelation with friends, family, and loved ones. We laugh. This is the labor where they wash up. Then we wash, wash up. I'm from Missouri, so y'all leave me alone. She's from Missouri. She really means wash. I'm learning more and more how little I know. <laughs> they know I entered the ark. And they <laughs> I can't do this. Impressions. Hello. <laughs> I love the tomatoes. <laughs> Hi, this is Chang's Chinese restaurant. We get a little silly. Jericho, Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, and the walls came tumbling down. I feel I have a hard time with condom, condiment, con. <laughs> Not condiments. She loves ketchup and mayonnaise. So, in genius. Geniuses. That's our southern Nancy coming in there, folks. I'm just a little black. Serious. My spirit, Bubba, what if I give you what you deserve? And a lot grateful. When you feel that, you know, where is God? Well, well that's him. That's him showing his love. Yes, he's got he's got all these people loving on you. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. And like, As we ask and answer questions about the Bible, faith, God, and everything in between. Welcome to So What Do You Think? Take a load off, get comfy, and stay a while. Hey guys, welcome to the show. My name's Missy, and I have JJ here with me as my special guest. Hey JJ. Hey Missy, how are you today? JJ. JJ. <laughs> JJ. JJ. You always oh. like to open with prayer? No, no, no. We have something special to wish today, and that is to wish all the fathers out there a happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Happy Father's Day, Bubba, Robert, Matt, my brothers, mm-hmm. your dad Charlie in heaven, yeah. and our Abba Father. Yes, absolutely. The main one. The main man. The main dude. He's so awesome Mm -hmm. and thankful for all of our fathers and especially God. That's right. All right, let us pray. Father, we come to you right now and we thank you for this time together to study your word. And we are so thankful for all the fathers out there, Lord. Ask that you give them special blessing and um, just... We know that their families are so grateful for all the all that the fathers do for their families, and we just ask you to continue blessing them. Um, we ask, Lord, that you would be with us during this podcast and that our thoughts would be your thoughts and our words would be your words. And we ask you to guide us and help us to teach your word, Lord. Thank you so much. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. So what is our topic today? Well, what it is, <laughs> is we are going to talk about being more like Jesus. Oh, okay. And how, how we can do that and what the Bible says about that, what Jesus taught us about that, mm-hmm. all those good things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um, have you ever heard that saying, um, everything I needed to know I learned in Sunday school? I haven't. <laughs> or like I learned in kindergarten. Did your mom make this one up? No. <laughs> you have never heard that? Everything uh-uh. I need to know I learned in kindergarten? Or I haven't, but I'm sure other people have. Oh, goodness, Missy. Well, you know, things like learning how to share and mm-hmm. learning the golden rule, how mm-hmm. to treat others as you want to be treated, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, Jesus loves me, this I know. Right. Um so, you know, the basic foundation things mm-hmm. that you still use in life. Yeah. Learned them in Sunday school. 
So, in other words, like, go to school, you go to college, you go to graduate school at the top of that graduate school mountain, but maybe really the most important things were learned in the sand pile at Sunday school. (laughs) The sand pile? Yeah, the sand pile. Oh, okay. When you were a kid. Got you. All right. So, anyway. So, I wanted to start off by giving a brief overview of what it was like, uh, like some 2,000 years ago, to be a Jewish boy mm-hmm. and want to become a rabbi. Okay. And I wanted to set this up as a, a comparison that we'll use later. So when a young Jewish boy wanted to start his education, he would go to what's called Bet Sefer. Mm-hmm. And that would be from the ages of like 6 to 12 years old. And what they would do in that part of learning was memorize the entire Torah or the uh, what was their Hebrew Bible, right. the Old Testament. I can't even imagine that. I can't either. Memorize line by line mm-hmm. is what they were to do. Wow. Okay. That's a lot. And I didn't say this in the beginning, but this is the rabbinic um, system of school um, that the Jewish students were taught. And the girls would also go to this first part, mm-hmm. uh, Bet Sefer, which is translated into English means the house of learning. So, or uh, sorry, the house of book mm-hmm. is the first part. Okay. So that's from six to 12. And then at age 12, they would start kind of what we consider like junior high. And that was called Bet Talmud. And that means the house of learning. Mm -hmm. And most times the girls would not continue on. They would go home, and they actually started families that young. Um, But the boys would continue on. And in the Bet Talmud, they would learn the rest of the Old Testament memorized. Wow. Word Mm -hmm. by word. So, um, And then they would start these discussions on like heavier matters in life like and and the way they would be expected to uh respond to these questions they were asked was with another question hmm. so that was that was a way to represent their knowledge of the subject right so which would seem harder than yeah just giving an answer okay so um then after the Bet Talmud stage, um, some of them would stop there and go home, and they would be expected to learn the trade of their fathers. Mm-hmm. And if they wanted to continue on, it was called Bet Midrash, or the House of Study. And in this part of the study, they would find a rabbi who they agreed with, like mm-hmm. in this part, they're studying to learn an interpretation of the law. And so they're, they're wanting to become a rabbi. Right. And so they find a rabbi that they agree with and, you know, that they kind of connect with kind of like you would like a mentor or somebody yeah. you ask to guide you or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, when they would have to go up to the rabbi and say, I want to follow you, and I would like for you to take me upon your yoke. Meaning, the yoke is like an interpretation of the, the law in this um, mm-hmm. context. Yeah. So, 
So the rabbi would then engage in a conversation with the young student and would ask questions and um, they would be expected to, like if he gave them a Bible verse, the rabbi gave the student a Bible verse, he would have to either quote the verse before mm-hmm. the one the rabbi quoted or the one after, Wow, showing his knowledge of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they would do the, the question, answering a question with a question and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the rabbi would then decide, okay, uh, you can follow me, or, nah, I think, you know, you should probably go home and learn the trade of your father. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's uh, it was a very strenuous and by the book, by the law, right? what you know, your knowledge, and um, I don't know how many laws they had yeah. back in that day, but it was something like 600-something wow. in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. I think. Anyway, and I know that when I'm telling this story, I'm not going to get everything right. I probably there are some errors in what I just said, but I'm just trying to show you how strenuous this process was to become a rabbi. Right. And the rabbi is a teacher and a master uh, of religious teachings. Like he would have a congregation or a community that he taught over, mm-hmm. you know. And so this is what these young boys are trying to grow up and be. Right. Okay. <clears throat> So now, let's compare that to Jesus. So, do you know what a yoke is? It's in an egg. <laughs> Not a yolk. A yolk. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know those things that is like... I know, it's wooden, a harness, right? Yeah. But there's a different context to it. Okay. Um, so, like, when... Uh, we were talking about the rabbis and their interpretation of the law. Mm-hmm. That's also called a yoke. Like, mm-hmm. so you might say their yoke was very strenuous mm-hmm. or very um, matter of fact, right? Legal, legalistic, legalistic. But Matthew chapter eleven, verse twenty nine says, and these are Jesus's words. Mm-hmm. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Nice. Yeah. So do we have to ask Jesus if we can follow him? No. No, we don't. No. No, Jesus calls all of us to follow him. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, and and his his uh he doesn't care like how much we know, how much knowledge we have. He doesn't care how many sins we've committed. He doesn't care how old we are. Right. He loves us all and his rules are really simple. So thankful that for that. We love him. We know that He loves us. We mm-hmm. want Him to be in our life and our heart. We accept Him as our Savior, and we want to be more like Him and follow Him. Yeah. So, as opposed to that rigid system. Yeah, that you ours. feel like you could fail every every turn. Right, and I think so many people do feel, you know, that Jesus expects a lot from us that we need to be at a certain place before we can ask him to be our savior and right. and we don't have to be. You got to fix yourself up. 
No, we don't. I have remember to do I that. felt that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and then sometimes you, you might or someone might fall back into that. You know, you mm-hmm. start doubting. There's, you know, well, I'm not worthy, or you know, right. but. <clears throat> But Jesus loves us, and He meets us wherever we are. We don't have to be at a certain place. We don't have to, you know. When we we might be fifty years old when we come to know Christ, right. and and you know He will meet you right there where you are, and He doesn't expect you to know everything. Right. He wants to take your hand, and He wants to lead you and guide you, and He wants you to lean on Him, and He wants to show you how to be more like Him. Well, that's a segue. You know, I always like to end in prayer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well. You are like setting me up right now. I'm kidding. Oh, all right. Well, so um, just, you know, to kind of summarize that Jesus invites all of us to follow him. Mm-hmm. And it's an invitation to a, a new life, a new way of thinking, a new mindset. And then that's where we want to get into, well, why do we want to be more like Jesus? And what does he what does that mean to be more like Jesus? So, um, let's see here. What does it mean to be more like Jesus? <laughs> well, I think we just already said that um, the only way we can be more like Jesus is to accept Him as our Lord and Savior mm-hmm. and to have Him in our hearts, and and He will show us how to be more like Him. We cannot become more like Jesus on our own. We can't right. do, I mean, like any time we grow in our faith and in our love for Christ, it's because of Him, mm-hmm. you know. So, so a couple of scriptures that I think are very meaningful um, about being more like Christ. The first one is in Ephesians chapter 4, mm-hmm. verses 22 through 24. Paul says, you were taught, he, he said, you were taught by Jesus with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So we know from Genesis we were created in God's image. Right. And so God wants us to strive to be more like him. Um, and then in Second uh, Peter, I'm going to read this one from the Bible. That's chapter 1, verses 5 through 9. This is also about um, wanting to be more like Jesus and what Jesus taught in the Bible. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith, goodness, and to, sorry, let me start again. For this reason, make every effort to add to your faith, goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. 
Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So all of those things are what we're going to talk about. Goodness, faith, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, um, all those things that we can uh, study and grow in the, all those things to be more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, um, and as we said before, when we accept Jesus into our hearts, we have the new nature and our hearts are changed for Christ. And again, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time and we have to grow our relationship with God. Well, how do you apply that to your everyday life? Well, so what are some ways we can be more like Jesus? Is that what you mean? Yeah. How do you live your life out that way? <laughs> well, these are some of the things that you can concentrate on in your everyday life to do. Mm-hmm. And um, the first one is to love unconditionally. And I'm going to back each of these up with scriptures. Um, but loving unconditionally is not judging. Mm-hmm. Um Treating others as you would like to be treated, showing empathy for other people in your lives. Right. Um, John chapter 15, verse 13 says, Greater love has no man than to lay down one's life for his friends. So, on Jesus, Jesus' love has no conditions on it. He laid down his life for our sins. So if you feel a spirit of judgment coming on, like, how would you handle that? Like, it's hard because it's human nature, you know. Now, you're getting into the sword of the spirit, and we're not there yet. Oh, excuse me. We're talking about being more like Jesus right now and the things we need to concentrate. So trying to love others unconditionally. Mm -hmm. Like not saying, well, I don't like her hair. It's red. Who cares? It's hair. Right. You know, just try not to judge and just trying to love people for who they are. Yeah. Okay. Second one um, is spending time in prayer. These are ways to be more like Jesus. Yeah. Jesus spent time in prayer. Luke 5, uh, chapter 5, verse 16 says, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. So spending time, quiet time, listening to God, um, that will help us be more like Jesus and be closer to Jesus. I think when it gets too noisy, you definitely need to do that. <clears throat> yeah. Sometimes you just have to take a break. And... Mm-hmm. So the third thing is forgiveness. Um, so I think this is the scripture you were going to read for me in Matthew. Okay. Chapter 18. Um, I got it. I got it. got it. Okay. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy times seven. Matthew eighteen twenty one twenty two. Yeah, I love that scripture so much. And, um, you know, some of us struggle with forgiveness. Um, you know, whatever your, if that's your thing, you know, just... Uh, trying to forgive others more, not going to bed mad and and um, not holding a grudge, reaching out to someone that, that you have a, a burden of, you know, unforgiveness about and trying to correct that or forgive them. Yeah, I mean, or, I had to definitely 
and some of the biggies in my life where I had to forgive. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely had to ask God for help on those. Yeah, and I couldn't do it on my own. No, we can't do any of these things on our own. Right, we, ha- we have to have God. Yeah. Um, next one I wanted to spend a little minute on is um, humility. Mm-hmm. Um, so humility is the quality of being humble. Well, what does it mean to be humble? You talk about this a lot. Like you'll say when something happened, you'll say, well, God humbled me real quick. Oh, yeah. If I ever try to, like, say, oh, why are they doing that? <laughs> I, I just immediate, pretty quick comes to me like, you know that you could fall into that, too. Mm-hmm. Because something happened to me a long time ago where I said, I'll never get into that. It was about an abusive relationship. I said, I don't understand why these women stay in these abusive relationships. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and not too long after, I was in one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, I will never judge someone mm-hmm. like that again. And if I even get close, God's like, mm-hmm. you better watch it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, immediately corrects me. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like, well, in Proverbs um, chapter 11, verse 2, it says, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But when humility comes, then wisdom comes. And, um, you know, it's, you know, it's like we're not, it's kind of bringing, remembering who you are and, you know, you're no better than anyone else mm-hmm. and, you know, that kind of thing. And, and these all kind of tie together, you know, but... Um, we can separate them as best we can, but I think humility is uh, something that we maybe don't work on as much as we should. I'm trying to find a Bible verse here, and it is from John uh, chapter 13, and the verses are 13 through 17. And this is Jesus speaking. It's, he says, you call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do, just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. So how much more humble could Jesus be Hmm. than to... Wash his disciples' feet. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And that's how we should treat each other. Yeah. And if we do, we will be more like Jesus. Okay. Next one is compassion. Um, and I was saying this kind of goes along with being humble. Um, I think we would pretty much all agree that we live in a very selfish world right now. Oh, yeah. Like um, where people are just so self self-absorbed and you know, can't get out of their own way to do something for somebody else because they're worrying about what they're going to do next. Yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe we uh, just think about if we can stop and think about in a situation, you know, what would Jesus do? Maybe that They used to always say that. They w- had those bracelets. What would WWJD? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But really think about what would Christ do, like – if yeah. you're wrestling with something. Yeah. And just trying to be more compassionate and empathetic for other people. Uh, the next one is seeking God first. Um, so when God calls us to follow Him, He expects us to put Him first. There should be no other 
right. thing, person, anything that you worship. Um, you know, you you need to put God first, first in your house, first in your family, first for yourself, your life. Mm-hmm. And, and we leave behind any other thing that would come before Jesus. Jesus right. comes first. And the scripture on that one is Matthew 6, chapter um, chapter 6, verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these, these things, things shall be added unto you. I didn't know, know the song, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, but that's a great verse, too. Um, and then the next one is self-control. Mm. Oh, this is a big one. It is a big one. Yeah. Um, I, I think this one is real important because we can try and we can apply it to so many things in our life. And the ultimate example of self-control was Jesus on the cross. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, ooh, this one gets me. Yeah. He could have changed everything. He could have just... He could have ended all of his suffering. He's hanging there on the cross, mm-hmm. those nails in his hands, bleeding, beaten. But he stayed focused on what his father sent him to do. I can't even imagine how how strong he had to be and how perfect he is. And instead of, you know, he he died on the cross for us, mm-hmm. and he said, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing." Right. And that's the ultimate self control. Mm-hmm. And you know, we we, you know, we're in traffic, and somebody cuts us off, and we want to give them one of those really nice hand signals. You know, yeah. We and you know we, maybe um, you have people over for lunch or dinner and five more people show up than you expected and you just like lose your mind because you Martha. think you don't have, you know, enough food to feed them. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Sure, you know, it's all going to work out. Knee-jerk reactions. Knee-jerk mm, reactions, that's right. And so if we can learn to ask, exercise our self-control more and keep focused on the things that we're doing and the goals that we're trying to reach, um. Um, if we focus and keep that self-control, it keeps us from falling into sin. It keeps us from letting our feelings overcome us. And it helps to keep our strength and our faith um, and trust in God. So that mm-hmm. can be a very hard one, but it's yeah. a good good area to work on to be towards becoming more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. All right. And the last one is studying the Word of God. Right. And here's where we wanted to get into the sword of the Spirit. Sword of the Spirit. What's the sword of the Spirit, Missy? Well, the sword of the Spirit is the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, but it's part of the armor of God mm-hmm. when you read the armor of God. Yep. Yeah, sure um, it says it's an offensive and defensive weapon, which... Yeah, know, we might have to tackle that on another. Well, we, we might, but basically it's... A, a, Example is like Jesus when he was in the desert for 40 days and Satan was tempting him. And he, Jesus quoted scripture back for everything he said. And mm-hmm. it's kind of along those lines that, well, when we are, are like my mom says, re, re-wallpaper your mind. Well, mm-hmm. you need to re-wallpaper your mind with 
if it's a text like that with scripture or mm-hmm. with anything, just <clears throat> for example, you know, if somebody does cut you off and you're in traffic, instead of having your knee jerk reaction pause for a minute and quote a scripture or yeah. something like that. Um, mm-hmm. The more you know God's word, the more you're able to have that battle and have that help and have that Holy Spirit to help you get through those times because I certainly can't do them on my own. Nope. None of them. Nope, nope, nope. So that's the sword of the Spirit. Yep, it's using God's Word against an enemy or um, a dangerous or tempting situation. Um, and, you know, we'll struggle to fight, just like you were saying, we'll struggle to fight that enemy if we don't we don't arm ourselves with God's Word. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a verse in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It pre- penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So um, there's no better weapon than mm-hmm. that. Now, that doesn't mean that just because you quote a scripture that your situation is going to be immediately resolved or, you know, Mm-mm. whatever. And also we have to be careful to not take the like to understand the verse that we're quoting and what it means in the context of the Bible. Even if you don't know a verse, like I've been in situations even recently that I don't want to get into, you know, like maybe getting mad or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'll just say, Lord, help me. And mm-hmm. I can sing Jesus loves me this. I know. I mean, I can sing. It's just this. Even if you're a new Christian, just do that. Yeah. Absolutely. It does not have to be. No, it doesn't, and that's what I was saying before. God will meet you where you are. You don't have to be at any point, and you may grow, and you may learn more Scripture, and you may use them differently, and God sees your heart, and that you're growing, and they're trying, but, you know, that's all I meant. I don't think you have to have Scripture for everything. I think you have to have a heart for God, kind of like that, like, Jesus, just help me. If you don't know anything else or you can't think of anything else. Well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just going to put my little uh, heart on my sleeve. Okay. And, um, you know, sometimes I have a little issue with um, my temper. Mm -hmm. And it's usually because I get, I start feeling overwhelmed by too many things, caring for my mom, working caring for my, doing whatever my daughter needs, mm-hmm. having company over. All these things will fall at the same time. And then I'm like, whoa, 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 all this stuff is flying at me and I can't do it, you know. And Well, we have to say, um, I mean, you, your mom is very, you know, very, getting older and she's really having a hard time. And that, ta- that takes a lot out of a person who's a caregiver. Mm-hmm. Um my mom is dealing with it some, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, my brother, Daryl, you know, he deals with it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Being sure a does. caregiver is extremely hard mm-hmm. and um, taxing on somebody who, especially if they're trying to take care of everybody else, too. Yeah. And um, they don't have time for themselves. Mm-hmm. Mom doesn't have mm-hmm. a lot of time for us. You don't have a lot of time. I'm sure Daryl doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, so go on. I just wanted to say that part because that is a huge part. Well, it's not so much, I, I don't, like I'm not mad at someone and I stay mad. It's a feeling of being overwhelmed and like yeah. I'm going to lose my mind, you know, a little bit. <laughs> I'm sure people so, can relate. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, well, as an example of the sword of the spirit, I have looked up some scriptures that I might could concentrate on and learn to help me in those times. I could mm-hmm. say um, Proverbs 15 uh, verse 1, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Mm, so, yeah, yeah, it's very good. Mm-hmm. And James chapter 1, verse 20 says, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then I think a lot of people know this scripture, Psalm eighty-six, fifteen. but you, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Mm-hmm. God was always slow to anger. Right. It is slow to anger. Mm-hmm. Is slow to anger. Um so that's just an example of how we could use the sword of the spirit. Um and as you said, you can say something simple like Lord help me or Jesus I need your help and mm-hmm. you know please put your hand on me and yeah. guide me. Um you don't have to actually quote a scripture, but if you would choose to quote a scripture yeah. That's an example of well, how thank you, you for sharing. I know that's hard whenever we share on here. Yeah, it is. And but I think and, you help people when you open up and share mm-hmm. personal things that you're going through and they know that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. And everybody goes through that stuff. Yeah. And it's, you know, we all get overwhelmed and we show it in different ways, I'm sure. Yeah. And one of my biggest things is, you know, when I can't handle it all, that's, that's right. what gave me one, or there's something I can't fix. Mm-hmm. Like my mom, she hurts so bad and it's so painful to watch her, but I cannot fix it. I can't, and only God could fix it. I, I don't say, I'm not saying that I <coughs> expect myself to be able to fix it. I, I don't, I couldn't ever do that without right. God, but it's just the hurt that it gives you seeing her struggle. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, Getting older like that is just so hard. I mean, you just see Bubba and your mom, just how they struggle with just daily tasks, everyday tasks. I mean, it's so hard. Yeah. Getting old ain't for sissies, right, Bubba? That's what Bubba says. (laughs) I told him my back hurt one time. He said, you ain't knew nothing about no pain. (laughs) No. Shut up, Missy. Oh, we love them so <laughs> See, that's what much. happens with me if I try to say anything. Mm-hmm. Somebody tells me, to, you Shut don't know up. nothing. <laughs> right. Shut up. <laughs> that's right. Oh, but it's just like they always, you know, they would say that. Uh, what is it saying? It, um, sometimes just discipline your child or hurts you more than it hurts them or it something like that. But it's like when, when they're struggling, when our parents are struggling like that, it hurts so bad. Oh, yeah. And we just need God so much to help us, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, so I think that's all I have. Well, great podcast, JJ, and thank you for opening up. Um, that I appreciate that. That's mm-hmm. hard to do, and it makes you feel vulnerable, but I really do think it helps people. Mm-hmm. understand that they so. are not alone mm-hmm. and that we all go through these struggles. Yes, and that's what we're here for, to encourage each other and mm-hmm. not to judge each other, but to help 
help each other know that God loves us, you know, right where we are, just like you said. And He wants us to be more like Him and to walk with Him, and He calls us to do that, and He calls us to bring, you know, all the knowledge that we gain from striving to become more like Him. He's, mm-hmm. He calls us to bring that knowledge to other people. Yeah, and It's like the Bible verse that uh, says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Right. Now you're fishermen, but I'll make you fishers of men. Right. And Yeah. And I think what's so cool, though, is when you start this journey with God that you will go years and you will think, I haven't changed a bit. Mm-hmm. But as you really look deeper and go back, mm-hmm. you will start to see these changes like this. This is like the slope going up to where you're, mm-hmm. you know, growing closer and closer to Him and you know more, your knowledge is more, and you don't realize it when you're going through it. Right. You only see it in hindsight. Because mm-hmm. I can see where I first came from and now, mm-hmm. and it's crazy. Yeah. So I want to share scripture with you is Ephesians. Hold on one second. I know. (laughs) Ephesians 3, 16. Okay. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through a spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Wow. Isn't that good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And all the things we've been discussing with you today sound like they're just so foreign and weird. Um, we were, we've all been there. But I think the thing we have in common is that we've all like felt empty and felt like something was missing. And you try to fill it with all these different things, whether it be drinking or drugs or um, partying or sex or anything other than what the only thing that can fix it is really God, because God created us to be with Him, and therefore the only thing that will fix that. Well, let me explain it better. God created us to be with Him, and then man sinned. So He had to send His Son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. So that made a way for us to come to Him again like they were in the Garden of Eden, together with God. So in order to have that and to fill that space, that void where God is missing, you need to accept Jesus Christ into your heart and invite Him into your heart. So we're going to say a little prayer, and if you feel that kind of void and want to know what we're talking about, um, you just know you need something, this is what you need, I promise you. Just say a prayer with me. Dear Lord, Thank you so much for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. If that was the only one, he would he would have died for just me. I ask you to forgive me of my sins, Lord. I repent. I believe that you died and were crucified and rose three days later and are sitting at the right hand of the Father as we speak, Lord. I invite you into my heart. Fill all the empty spaces, Lord. Take all the burdens away, Lord. And I just pray that you would help me change, mold me and make me, Lord. Give me wisdom and discernment to learn about you and fill me with your love. And I just praise you and thank you so much for coming into my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, JJ.
sure thing. Thank you, Missy. It was fun. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. For listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Are you interested in listening to more episodes? Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeart, and Spotify. Do you have a question you'd like us to chat about? Email us at swduthink at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Monday. See you next time.